Excuse me as I kiss the sky. Oh, what up, what up, y'all? My name is Cal. My name is Anna. And you're tuned to Cognac Cupcakes and Conversations. CCC is a podcast with a twist. Cognac, cupcakes, and stimulating conversations. Because it's not just about us anymore. And we're striving to promote awareness of issues affecting our communities. In short, it's a vibe. So, full disclosure, I definitely forgot that I start off the um, (laughs) things. I'm looking at you like, so you going to start? Uh, okay. Oh, it's my turn. It's my turn. Me. Gotcha, gotcha. Mario. <laughs> Moments. <laughs> Had a moment. But yes, y'all, um, it is um, it is that special time of the year. A lot of people's favorite holidays. Mm-hmm. We are out here, you know, celebrating post 420. Yes, post 420. Oh, what you over there you... on? Oh, um... See, I was about to lie. I'm drinking water. (laughs) And you know what I've been thinking? We got to restore the feeling, Kel. And I'm going to be straight up on here. Well, I see you drinking. You sipping and tipping. Um, We got to start. I know we're trying to lose weight. That's the only thing. But we got to start getting back to our cupcakes and critiquing our cupcakes. And we got to start having our cognacs again. Um, Is Don Julio a cognac or is that tequila? Tequila. Mm, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. Well, is De Leon, De Leon, what is that? Is that a cognac? No, tequila. That's tequila, too. Why everybody want to drink tequila? <laughs> like, but he does have a cognac. Um, uh, you talking about Diddy, right? Uh, he yeah, does I thought have, he had a cognac, too. I and I thought it was, it was De Leon. I forgot what this cognac is called, but no, the Deleon is the tequila too. Let me Google it real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my drink of choice today is agua. Okay. <laughs> I'm over here drinking Casamigos, though. I hear a lot of people say Casamigos is good um, in the tequila realm of mm. things. But I think, like, you know, when we. I feel when like we I, if I see good. the bottle, I know what you're talking about. What did the bottle look like? Do you, can you describe it? It's It's like. It almost looks like some t- type of artisanal, like white people, like you know when you have, um, you know, family farmers. <laughs> it kind of looks like that. Um, yeah, it's like a clear bottle. It depends on the the flavor, of course, because it might not be clear. But it's basically a clear bottle with whatever the flavor is. So it might be more of a darker tequila, like if it's Rosado. Or if it's a Nejo, it's going to be darker because those are darker tequilas. But the Blanco, like that's the silver tequila or whatever, um, it looks like water basically in that. And it just has this little label on it that looks like kind of dated almost. And it's the, the the key sign of the Casamigos is like this like blue, like aqua blue that's kind of like the Native American like turquoise kind of looking color. And it's just like a fan and it says Casamigos tequila underneath it. Yes. It looks yes. very generic. Are you looking at it? Yes, I remember it now. Cause shots. Happy Wait, hour no, shots. We didn't have that. We oh you, you did. Yes. Happy hour shots with friends. I'll yes. Okay, okay. Yes. Yeah, I'm over here trying to find the Ciroc. I don't know if it's Ciroc. Um and Doctor was wondering, was it Ciroc? 
Was it a Ciroc brandy? Is that what? Maybe it was? that's what it was. Oh yeah, it's called Ciroc VS. Oh okay. So yeah. it's so every cognac is not a brand. Every cognac is a brandy, but every brandy is not a cognac. Yes, you should know these things, right? Yes, yeah, <laughs> cognac yeah. connoisseur. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I still want to try. I don't mind trying brandy. I like brandy, so. Um, Right. You know, it's a French brandy, um, crafted with passion, patience, you know, all them big words that they like to say. Um, yeah. So I'm going to try that. I'm going to yeah. try that next episode. Yeah, I'm with it. Yeah. I think I'm going to try that next episode because I'll be seeing it in the stores. You do? That'd be okay. cool with some Coke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there yeah. we go. We had a little cognac talk in the beginning. <laughs> Oh, um, so let's talk cupcakes really quick. Um, I am tomorrow's my brother's birthday and me and Kel was talking about for her son's birthday that's coming up next, next week. We were trying to come up with some ideas. And so I was, we found this recipe for, um, what's some things called? Cupcakes, churro cupcakes. Churros. Yeah. Churro cupcakes. So um, I am going to, she's going to have somebody making them for um, her son's birthday party next week. But I, I because I have a whole, uh, we both busy as hell next weekend. <laughs> um, but I um, plan to make the churro cupcakes tomorrow for my brother because he also loves churros and Mexican food. So I'm excited to see how that tastes and how it comes out. Um, this recipe had like a box cake uh, mm-hmm. recipe with it. So I'll be posting that on the gram just for cupcake sake on the CCC gram. Um, there was something else. I was, oh, um, side note, I, I'm going to do them cookies for you. The sombrero cookies. I'm talking about the sombrero cookies for... for Thank you, because I, I I found a girl, but then she said she needed it four weeks in advance in order for me to do it. And I was just like, it's a fucking sugar cookie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was scared because I was like, how do... I didn't know how to make that top piece, but my mom was like, Anna, it's a gumdrop. I don't yeah, know why I thought that drop. top piece was like another ball of, of sugar cookie. So I was like, I don't even know how to make that little ball. Whole time it's a it's a gumdrop. So I was like, oh, oh I'm gonna tell Kelly I'm gonna make that. <laughs> well thank you. Tell me how much you need and I got you girl. I'm yeah yes we will talk off air about yeah. that. <laughs> yes no we had to start off light because it's been a heavy week. Um mm-hmm. notice um so in or in the effort of keeping things Somewhat light, you know. I know y'all probably felt light as a feather on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no, that was yeah, yeah, that was Wednesday. 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 Oh wait, did you watch? Um, well, I'll save that for Ratchetness and Righteousness. That'll be our light. That'll be the light that we'll end with for Ratchetness and Righteousness. The um verses, but <laughs> yes, <laughs> but there was verses yesterday. Uh, shout out to Kel for tweeting. Um, there was uh, ret- Mercury in retrograde yesterday, but <laughs> we also got our, at the end of the day, got, yeah, we got out there though. We, we got, got out there though. With Reset Wellness up and you guys will get to hear that later in this episode, um, us interviewing Reset Wellness. We talked about a lot, child. I got hip to can of moms, you, mm-hmm. know, you know, normalize moms. Um, you know, ingesting and, and smoking weed, you know, and cannabis. Uh, shout out to them. 
Um, I think uh, one of the girls that we worked with for Duce before, I forget her name right now. Holly? Holly. Yeah, she had posted a 420 appreciation post of her smoking weed. And she was like, you know, my appreciation post because normalize this shit already. And I was like, I know that's right. Mm. I know that's right. You know, at this point, it is time to normalize it. It's being legalized and stuff. And it's, it's, it's straight up. Time to normalize smoking and, and you know, using cannabis in general. Mm-hmm. So, um, shout out to Reset Wellness, Cece and Tamika. They was talking about, you know, some, you guys are going to hear them talk about like some interesting stuff. things. Yes. Yes. Some sexual wellness, physical and mental wellness that can be provided by cannabis so uh, or aided with cannabis so um yeah y'all look out for that later in the episode so we're gonna make sure that we keep the r and r short but first let's get into this motivational moment all right y'all so yes we have been talking about resetting refreshing rejuvenating relaxing and releasing everything and of course we do that through smoking or drinking or whatever you or both you know um so for us for me I needed to take the time to reset and recharge. So in layman terms, I'm trying to tell all y'all what I have learned. Book that vacation, sis. Whether it's a staycation because, you know, the funds is low or whether, you know, you you just worried about, you know, spending money and going out in the COVID environment. Book the vacation. You need it. You need to reset. You need to to cleanse the energy. You need to see some new scenery. Enjoy it. Amen. You deserve it. Amen. You deserve. I deserve. <laughs> the words of Mama D. Okay. Right. <laughs> Did you engage in any um activities yesterday? I wanted no. to, but no, I didn't get a chance to. So I'm gonna have a post party. Yes. I Maybe like you. Maybe I did actually. Oh I did. <laughs> um Bay left some um treats for you. Some paraphernalia at the, at the house before he left to go to California, which I can't wait to hear his little stories because I can only imagine <laughs> how it must have been for them being out there was super legalized and you could be at dispensaries and stuff. So I know they had a ball because he was with mm-hmm. his fans, Delil, you know, so I know. I already know. So I can't wait to hear their stories. But um, I took one of their little, one of his little paraphernalias that was a light, it was a light joint. It wasn't like super strong, which is what is right up my alley. Cause right. I, what you needed CBD queen. Okay. And if I ever engage in the, in the ladder, in the, in the actual smoking, it gotta be something that ain't going to take me to another stratosphere. No, thank I you. Really, I feel like me personally, I don't feel like I get as high when I smoke as I do when I do edibles. Like when I do edibles instantaneously, well, not always, it's creepers, but you know, I creeper, feel like, yeah. But feel like, when it creeps, it hits you, boom. Like, right. it's like, ooh. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's not fun for me personally. So, um, but uh, yeah, so I had it was just like a little baby roach or whatever. Me and my brother, we engaged, yeah, so was like a brother in moment, you know, and that was fun. And it was just a light, a light haze, which was perfect from a stressful day. It was a light haze. I was looking, scrolling on Instagram, cracking up at stuff on Instagram, and. And, you know, I slept well. I slept all the way through the night. 
Well, now, let me tell y'all. So, um, Anna has hit me, and I don't have the actual gummies that I have in front. I do have this other one in front, but them Ashawagawa, whatever that thing is. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is the only thing that lets me go to sleep without having anxiety. So, if, you know, I just think it's, it's, it's bomb. It worked. So, yeah. did you, so you eat it at night? Mm-hmm. I oh. take it at night before I go to bed. Yeah, I mean, you could take it twice a day. It tells you to take it. You, to right, right, right. Yeah, I was wondering if it was better to take it in the day or at night. Like, but okay, so it works for you at night. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Shoot. All right, y'all. Well, let's get into this R and R. It's balance. Ratchetness and righteousness is the yin and the yang of life. You got to be equally yoked with both. All right, so we're keeping it light. Um, on a heavy week, uh, there wasn't much, you know, it was a slow news week as far as like celeb gossip, nothing really important, you know, Saweetie and Quavo always throwing jabs at each other low key. So it is what it is. Um, Uzi Vert, I heard Uzi Vert and, um, what's her name? They still going strong. Um, Jay-Z. So bless all their hearts. Um, however, we did get the verdict, which was a... Um, I don't know. I didn't really celebrate. Um, after we got the verdict for Derek Chauvin's um case court uh, trial, and you know he's guilty on all three counts. Praise God. Um, I am happy to see justice be served when so many times before that justice isn't served. So I definitely want to make sure I say that because it's not that I am ungrateful or whatever, but I think um, a lot of people have been saying, I saw Amanda Seals post it first, but you know, this wasn't, um, oh, I forgot exactly how I said, but this is more about accountability. Mm-hmm. This isn't so much even, um, it's justice, but it's not like, oh, a celebration. It's about accountability. And and that's how I feel. And um, I'm already hearing that they're going to be um, most likely only giving him up to 12 to 15 years because it's his first offense. And the way that the law is in Minneapolis, um, that's how it goes. Like if it's your first offense, they're not really throwing the book at you, even though it's it's murder and all. So of that. what happened to the up to seventy five years that I was seeing floating around? So where were they? I wonder where they got that number from. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that was. Ba- I didn't see that, but um, maybe perhaps without knowing what you saw, perhaps it was based off of what you normally would get, like what most people would get in in a court of law if you committed a crime like he did. That you could get. Yeah, maybe it was like based off of that. I don't know, but I did see an uh, expert talking about that. And so they were saying that th- th- it could go as low as four years. I was like, the fuck? Four years? How? Um, however, um, he said that there's different um, variants that occurred, variables that occurred um, during the killing of George Floyd, like children being present, abuse of authority all that different stuff that they could push for to push to the maximum um, amount of years that he could get. So, you know, how do you feel about it? I initially, I was, I was thankful that at least we got something because I really didn't think we were going to get anything. I had already prepared my mind for the riots and I was like, 
you know, telling family and friends that were going out that day to do celebratories and for something like, just be careful, you know, because it's going to get crazy. Like, I just was not expecting. And then I wasn't expecting to for the verdict to be reached that day. I thought it was going to be reached the next day. So I was like, for them to reach the verdict so fast. That I was fast, little, yeah. I was a little worried. I mean, I shouldn't have been worried because in a sense, like we all saw what we saw. Right. That I, I know what you're saying because me and me and my um friend Stacy were talking about that last night. We was just like, you know, when we heard how fast that the verdict was reached, it was just like either they I was just thinking like either they already been felt the way that they felt throughout the whole entire thing, like, oh, you know, he killed them, so it is what it is. It don't matter what these niggas talking about. With um, how high the knee is raised, the foot is raised off of the ground, how much pressure, uh, body weight is, you know, it don't matter. We know that he killed him. It's just, it is what it is. He killed him. Or they were some racist MFers that decided, like, we're just going to say no and there's nothing that can change our minds. But clearly they were very sure. Mm -hmm. They were very sure. Yeah. So, I mean, and in that type of case, you you can't even blame the jurors for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a widely known case. It's kind of like with the OJ case when they had them locked up in that hotel for, I forgot how many days or, or maybe it was like a week or something like that. But yeah, like everybody does have already for, have already formulated their uh, opinions. I didn't know that that nigga was from here. And that was scary to me. I was like, this nigga's from Fairfax County. Wow. <laughs> So I didn't see that until his old job at Fairfax County Police Department released a statement about, you know, justice being served. Oh, Derek Chauvin was from here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was like, I, I thought they said, um, what's the name was from Texas? But yeah, yeah. Derek Chauvin, yeah. Yeah. So it's mm. like, wow, that could have been way closer to home. Yep. Yeah. And that, that was scary. That part was scary to me. Mm-hmm. So rest in peace, George Floyd, and uh, we look forward to seeing what the sentencing is going to be. I do hope that they throw the book at him. I'm glad that they made him go straight to jail and that he didn't have an opportunity because, you know, I'm not wishing bad on people and stuff like that. But, you know, again, accountability, everybody need the same way it's done to us and needs to be done to them. It's time. It's time for everybody to have accountability. You do something wrong, you got to pay for it. You got to be punished. The look of confusion. The look of confusion on his face took me out. Like, oh y'all, y'all really convicted me? Like, this is what's happening? Someone said. Someone had a meme where it was like, oh they go, they sending me to jail, jail. Right. That same confused. Yes, he had the the most confused. Like, yeah, what did you think? What this was? You thought this was just for play? Like, we just going through the, you know, send them, what is it called? Emotions or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we for real, for real. You going to jail, jail, Russ? You going to prison? <laughs> so <laughs> get comfortable. All right. <laughs> so, um, moving on. Uh, unfortunately, niggas can't breathe, literally, because <laughs> while this was going on with Derek Chauvin being, um, you know, read his, his, you know, verdict, um, in Columbus, Ohio, I think it was mm-hmm. a young lady by the name of Makaya, Makaya, I believe, mm-hmm. and I can't remember her last name, was killed by another police officer. She was only 15 years old. 
Um, she was, uh, at first you saw the videos and everybody was talking about it and saying, don't believe what the news is going to try and say because she had a knife and that these girls was trying to jump her. But basically the way it happened was girls were trying to jump her. This is life. This is what happened. Me and Kel in high school, we used to see girls jumping other girls or talking about how they were going to jump other girls and everybody rolls up to see when it happened. So this is not, and the neighborhood looked real nice. Side note, it looked like a nice neighborhood. But anyway, um, you know, this is stuff that happens, unfortunately, in our community. So I, I am not judging anybody from that aspect. But she uh, called the cops because she knew the girls were coming to jump her. And she came outside to defend herself with a knife. I don't judge her for that either. I mean, right. yes, it was a lie and I don't want anybody to die necessarily. But it's a whole bunch of people coming at you at once. You know, that's how some people choose to protect themselves. Who knows if the other girls had knives too? You don't know. So anyway, she had a knife trying to protect herself, fighting the girls. And the cops rolled up and the one officer came out of his car. There's actually footage of it um, from his body cam already. He literally got out the car, walked up. One girl rolled on the grass. The other girl started coming over to the girl with the knife to fight her. And um, the cop saw the knife and immediately shot the girl four times in her chest. And she laid out on the ground immediately. She was dead. And I I think that that... that She might have actually died later. She suffered. So, yeah, I don't think she was necessarily pronounced dead on the scene, but she died later. Mm -hmm. I don't think that it... um, (laughs) It's like... (laughs) Okay. No, drop your knife, drop your weapon, none of that. He said, he stop, stop, stop. But and even that was he, it. Before he even said stop, 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 he was like, what's going on? But he didn't take the time to see what was going on. Like he said it, this, the same breath that he's doing this, two seconds later, he he never really had a time. He didn't give himself any time to assess the situation. And yeah, then at the end of the day, they were kids. Nobody was coming after him. Like it just... It's so many different ways that this kill, could went. Kill the rodents. Kill the rodents. Like, why do you reach for your gun as your first instinct? Like, you didn't say drop the weapon. You didn't say, ma'am, you know. And what they're going to try and say is that he was trying to stop um, anyone from being harmed or killed because that's, that's what they what already said. That's what they already said, and that's that bullshit. He was like, he was at his um, what does you call the people? That's lieutenant, I guess. His lieutenant said that in a um statement earlier today, saying that he was trying to protect the other children involved. Now the other girls are children, but this girl wasn't a child too. And you look at this girl and she's a freaking baby. Yeah. She's a freaking baby. It's really disheartening and depressing um, just to do that in broad daylight. Yeah. Were there any other children around? You just chose to take your gun out. And my thing is, y'all know where y'all shooting. You couldn't have shot her leg. Like, why don't these cops do that? Why aren't they trying to shoot somewhere else? They're only trying to shoot to kill. Mm -hmm. they've only tried to shoot to kill and i just don't get it and i mean i do get it it's because of a bias that they have i remember go ahead you was gonna say something i also kind of want to hold some of the adults that were outside responsible Mm -hmm. because 
they could have de-escalated the situation a long time ago before the cops got there. And they chose to stand there with their camera phones because you were able to record it and tell everybody word for word, play for play what happened. So this, like, I think everybody has a responsibility, but the main person that needs to be held accountable is the cop. Mm-hmm. And them girls. Yeah, of course. And the, the girls. girls yeah. The jumper. Yes. Now, mm-hmm. I know they weren't trying to necessarily kill somebody, but like them girls scattered like my mom said, them girls scattered like roaches, scattered like rats when the gunshots went off. And, you know, like you you conspiring to go and jump somebody is bad enough. And then you conspire to go and jump this person and then they get killed. Like how that feel? Like, I know y'all wasn't looking for that. At least I hope y'all wasn't looking for her to be killed. Like, this is how shit goes left. This Mm -hmm. is how quickly shit goes left. But still, with all that said, yeah, I saw on ABC, um, I mean, on um, Channel 7 out here or whatever on the news, they were already talking about it on our local news. And they had the all they had was the clip of when the girl had her knife. And then they and then they didn't show like when she got shot, but they were just showing that slow-mo of her knife and, you know, basically showing her like she was a villain. Like, you know, you had to tame this beast. She had a knife, so he had to shoot her. And I'm just disgusted. But you know what? I'm disgusted because it doesn't happen when the shoe is on the other foot. When it's a, a, a person of a lighter race or a white race. Y'all taking that motherfuckers to Burger King and shit. Y'all put in money, cash app money. They still got guns. They still got guns. My thing, I was like, when you got a gun on you and you're like, not on my, get off my property with a huge shotgun in your hand. Are they doing kill shots to the scalp? To the, I mean, to the um, forehead? When is that? Nope. They trying to say, sir, put the gun down. Yeah, yeah. Having the gun. Put the gun down. We're going to shoot. Put the gun. Girl. If you, if you even get a gun, if you get a gun, even faced at you with the gun, just calm down, sir. Exactly. That's that be pop, 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 pop in her chest. You know, I'm and just four times. Right. Four times. Like you trigger happy. You just that to me, that's like you're killing vermin. That's I keep because I always equate it to that because I think of when I see a bug on the floor and I kill it. And it's like, you know, that it's like not moving after a while, but you just keep hitting it to make sure it's dead. And that's what I feel these cops are doing with black people. They keep shooting until they know the person is dead. They keep the knee on the neck until they know the person is dead. Stop moving. Stop squirming. Stop resisting in their words, in their terminology. Stop fucking resisting. You know, but what I was going to say was there was a show on Netflix called The 100 or something like that, where they took a sample. You saw that. I haven't seen it yet, but I know what you're talking about. The episode, right, where they basically show. So for people that haven't seen the show, basically they have 100 different people, um, just random people that they chose to come to this like campus. And they just do all these different funny studies on them. But some of them are really telling about humans in general and one of them was seeing the cultural biases or the racial biases that are you know unconscious basically and you it was like 
they showed when you would like how the police officers be having that little gun range where something may pop up and then something else may pop up and they have to like make sure that they're not shooting the wrong person. And so what they did is they did it with humans. And every time it was a black person, the black person could either have a gun or I mean, anybody could either have a gun or they could have a cell phone or they could just be like just standing there. And it was like every time they popped up, more than likely, even some black people, not just the white people, not just the Asian, whatever, even some black people, when they were on the other end, they shot. Yeah, because we're programmed to, we, they spit it so much that we're these, um, what do you call them, savages or whatever, and intimidating, and we're going to do harm to the world or because mm-hmm. it's that, been embedded in our culture right it's embedded in our head so that's why we walking down the street i clutch our purses when we go like we have those instances because that's what's been fed to us yes yes that's the image just like back in the day it took years for people and i'm sure some people still see africa as a place with with children with flies in their eyes but i remember growing up and seeing that and thinking africa was just this desecrated land with with people that were starving, you know, yes. there's kids in Africa that, you know, your, your parents, I'm not saying your parents or my parents in particular, but like parents would tell their kids if they don't finish the food on their plate, there's kids in Africa that are starving that would eat that food, you know? Meanwhile, kids in Africa got maids and right. was beach. There's beaches in Africa, all kind of like skyscrapers and stuff land industrialism or whatever all that is going on in africa and it took for me to be basically in high school and have a friend from nigeria shout out to toby to really learn about africa and then college of course really opened my eyes because then that's why i always say college is a great thing as far as networking and meeting people that's a whole other conversation but you really (laughs) get culturally exposed then but it's sad me being someone who is west indian even I, having family that is from third world countries, even I thought I, I didn't have the accurate per, this, the perception of Africa because of how the the world I grew up in in America. So right. mm-hmm. imagine there's plenty of white people that never even been around a black person. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's a little harder now, but especially like, before our generation, psh, plenty of them haven't been around black people. And it's just sad. The image that is sold that, you know, this is just continuing to happen. They're just continuing to kill us over and over again. They killed that young man, something Toledo. I forgot his first name, the young 12 year old um, Hispanic boy in Chicago. They killed him. I don't think I heard about that one. Yeah, that just happened um, during, I feel like it was a protest. I feel like it was a protest. I, I want to make sure I say it right. Young Hispanic. I'm going to Google it. Um, Hispanic Toledo, I think is his name. Um, Hispanic boy shot and killed. I want to make sure. Latino groups want uh oh adam toledo yes and so um yeah i think it was at a oh come on now tell me the story of what happened 
<sighs> Let me get to it. <laughs> um, shots were, um, according to Officer Eric Stillman, was, um, oh, Officer Eric Stillman was, was responded to a call of shots fired at around 3 a.m. on March 29th when he chased Adam into a dark alley in the little village neighborhood of predominantly Latino area of Southwest downtown um, Chicago. Body cam footage released shows that the youth appearing to drop a handgun and begin raising his hands less than a second before Stillman uh, fires his gun and kills him. Um, Excuse me. His body cam footage later shows Stillman shining a light on a handgun on the ground near the boy after he shot him. Stillman was white and Adam is Latino. The video prompted grief and demonstrations in Chicago, a city long faced with a history of police misconduct and distrust between police and the community. Yeah, like it's sad. It's sad because it's like I sec- it makes me want to second guess if anything were to go wrong, I should just handle it myself versus calling the police. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. There's no real trust. Yeah, I don't want to, you know, send another person's parents to the morgue to identify their body. Mm. So prayers up for Miss Micaiah. Um, prayers up for Adam Toledo. Well, th- these people, you know, prayerfully are at peace now away from this world. So I pray for them, but I also more so pray for their families, um, for their loss and their grieving at this time. And it's just something has got to change. You know, I know a lot of people that weren't really feeling the the um, the reforming or defunding of the police or whatever. But like, it's really like coming back to the forefront, like something got to get y'all got to get it together. So definitely going to be looking into that personally to see, uh, you know, what I can do from my end. I may not be the protesting type, but I could definitely contribute financially or assist some, some way, you know, because something's got to happen. Something's got to happen. So I want to play a part in that. Um, but, um, I guess there's no real transition, (laughs) Ending on a light note, I know that we uh, had the verses last night mm-hmm. with Method Man and Red Man. Y'all heard the opening song, Fly, Robin, Fly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I love that song, How High. Uh, so how was it, Kel? Did you get it? It was good. Yeah, it was good. Um, they- My sister was telling me it was fire. Like she, she, she got her life. <laughs> to yeah. the point where she canceled this week's episode this week's I mean today's uh class. <laughs> yes, it was good. I was surprised at how much energy they had. Like they had so much stage presence. They were like all over the place, jumping. I ha- I mean, when I tell you, I was swooning <laughs> with all the ladies over Met the Man. Like that man's arms. I don't know if he lives a vegan lifestyle. I'm not sure. You know, they all do after a certain time. They start doing the vegan shit. Yo. Right. But girl, he looked good. <laughs> like, we're going to have some offline conversations type okay. of good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. A little he, coloring. Yes. <laughs> 
Yeah, we'll you talk about fun. Yeah, yes, we're gonna so. talk about yeah. But anyway, yes. No, the stage presence was good. I need to find that video. Hold I on. had so <laughs> much fun, you know, sweeting with all of the um I don't got my crayons though, so I can't <laughs> all of the fans that were um watching, you know, they was coming at me too. Like I think um What? Yes, what? I was Hold on. Yes. So it was this I did pose this question and um Granted, I did it to myself with that one, but I was responding to someone else's tweet. <laughs> yeah. And I guess because we use the same hashtag, the versus everybody has access to that one or whatever. Yes. But yeah, I was like, yeah, name a better rap duo. Because we were talking about how good their energy is together. And it was like, oh, Outkast, Bumby sending uh, the pictures and the memes. I was like, oh, well, okay, good, you well, got press it. Is good press. Bad press is good press. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> So it was fun, steals all love, and I will admit, I love Outkast too. So, you know, and I love um, UGK as well. But, um, yeah, it was fun. It was a good, it was definitely a good versus. Would I say it's the best versus? No. But um, it was very entertaining. Mm-hmm. It was very entertaining. I didn't know that, um, is it DJ Cool? Why did I say his name? DJ Cool. Yeah, DJ Cool. Let me clear my throat was from here. I, I don't know how I'm. Oh, yeah, I did hear that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know so that. He, they brought him out? Yeah, they brought him out. They brought. Oh. Um, who else did they bring out? Of course, some of the members from Wu Sang came. Um, it. Who else came? It was one more person that came. I can't remember the other person that came, but yeah, it was good. It was still, it was very entertaining. They're funny. It was a good time. Yes, they are funny. So I can imagine. Yeah, I'm definitely going to look for that so I can watch it, too, because uh, I want to see that. Yeah. OK, well, moving back to um to what we're all here for this episode, uh, we're going to make sure that y'all go ahead and dive right in to our interview with Reset Wellness. Um, we know y'all are going to love it. Again, we talked about Canna moms, we talked with our moms that engage with cannabis, <laughs> you know, breastfeeding and gestation. Um, and also uh your sexual your sexual Try to elevate your sexual pleasures. pleasures. Yeah. Yes, yes, sexual pleasures. Yes, yes. Can't even say the word right. <laughs> um and like even marrying your weed man, you know, mm-hmm. it, it be like that sometimes. And <laughs> and it's lit because it it was how Tamika's whole story started with resets the wellness. But you know, I'm rambling. I'm gonna let them tell their story and talk about all the wonderful different things that they have available to their um have available to their customers. Um so without further ado, check out our interview. What up, what up, y'all? We are so excited for this next group that is coming on to our show. They are our Odie But Goody, one of my favorite, yeah. favorite people in the whole wide world. You know, whenever you want to relax, relate, release, have a good time and laugh, these are the people that you call, okay? Hey. So yeah. here we are to welcome Tamika and Cece from Reset Wellness. Hey, ladies. Hey, hey thank you for having us. It's always Bye. a pleasure. Yes, yes. Love it, love it, love it. So the first thing we want to know is tell everybody about who you are, what Reset Wellness is for those who haven't heard our past interview in the past or don't know about you. 
All right. Well, my name is Tamika and I am the co-founder and CEO of Reset Wellness, which is a cannabis consulting and wellness brand in Washington, D.C. And then um, I'll let Cece introduce herself and then I'll talk a little bit about the company. Grandson going down. Everybody <laughs> likes to do grand. Uh, that's the first time I've ever got to say it. But grand rising. Okay. No, yes. Okay. No, my name is Cecilia Pitt, and I am vice president slash director of operations for Reset Wellness. Um, basically, what I do is um, make sure that we are paying attention to compliance and just having a good work-life balance. So um, she keeps yeah. me together, basically. She keeps me all the way together. <laughs> because, you know, we are still in startup phase. Yeah. Um, we're only two years old. We just had our second anniversary in March. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And we're constantly growing. So um, it's been exciting. So I really needed CC to come on board because it's a lot in cannabis, you know, regulation, the, you know, legalization, everything is constantly changing. Um, the, our industry is still in its infancy. That's how I feel. So what I'm trying to do with Reset is really carve out our lane and really kind of mold the DC cannabis scene um, to what we want it to be. There, there are really no, there are really no true to be on, even with these big, larger cannabis companies, we call them MSOs, multi-state operators. Um, they just, they're kind of operating in that gray area too. So none of us, it is still federally illegal. So none of us are really operating 100%. So we decided to take kind of a different route, carve out a little niche here in DC, and it is going phenomenal. Yes. Well, I am definitely excited about your growth. Yes, yes. And, um, uh, you know, I am a customer of Reset Wellness. <laughs> as <That's> okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, girl. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm going to ask the next question, but is that new merch I see? That's what you wear me? Well, actually, sort of, kind of. Um, we love, love, love to support other Black-owned businesses and brands. And there's a young lady um, that sells these sweatshirts. And now she's switching over to T-shirts because as the weather changed. But she's called the Professional Hood Rat. And she has all these sweatshirts and t-shirts that have these really cute sayings. So I just hit her up because I needed something quick and was like, hey, can you put a little cannabis saying? So for anybody listening, if you like them, you can go to her website um, and use the code reset and get 30% off of the cannabis line. So we have But First Cannabis and then we have Cannabis Charcuterie Champagne and a couple of other little um, sayings that will come she'll be putting out for like the spring and the summer. First of all, yes, three feet. <laughs> right. Charcuterie. <laughs> Cannabis, yes. charcuterie, and champagne. Yes, okay. we'll, we'll get to that when we talk about the growth and what yes, we're going to well, That's what we're about to go into right now since our last chat, the last yes. time we got, we had you guys on the podcast in 2019, y'all have been doing some big, big things. So can you speak on the growth of Reset? 
during the pandemic. Absolutely. I think the last time we all, we were on your show, we may have been only like seven or eight months old at that point. So of course, since then, we've had phenomenal growth. Um, and once the pandemic hit, we, my husband already had a transportation company. So we were able to quickly pivot to yeah. delivery service. Um, DC deemed cannabis um, essential. And they passed emergency legislation to allow cannabis delivery. Um, so we just kind of did what we needed to do to kind of ride that wave um, because our clients were like, wait, I need to, like, I can't, what is going on? What do you mean? Because we actually shut down for a few weeks until DC figured out what it was going to be with cannabis. Um, so we pivoted to offer delivery. Um, we added a couple of we would kind of switch up the juice flavors and things like that. And then we also had to pivot our consultations to, of course, the Zoom platform, because um, we were no longer going into people's homes. That's, that's kind of our unique thing that we do with Reset. We basically bring the dispensary to you. Um, discretion is key um, for the demographic that we serve. So we wanted to make sure that we were still able to do these private events, do these private consultations and people not be scrambling to find their wellness products. As you know, although CBD is legal, um, we live in DC and we're federal. So our government workers or first responders, they don't necessarily want to sign up to get a medicinal card, a medical card, because they don't want their name in the ring. You know, you got to put your name in the health department. There's so many people that will know that you're consuming at that point. So we just made a very discreet way for them to still be able to, one, learn about the medicinal benefits of cannabis, and two, to do it in a very, very private setting. Um, and Cece, if you wanted to add anything to that, you can. Just trying to make sure I didn't forget anything else that we did during the pandemic, because it was, we blew up so fast. I mean, it was, we were having over $10,000 months. You know what I'm saying? Like that is, people were, I don't even know how we survived because it was just me and my husband making the products, pulling the orders, processing the like, cause our team couldn't come and help in those beginning stages of the pandemic when everybody, you know, we were really on lockdown. So I had my daughter in here helping me label so stuff like that. Label. Yes, we had that. So I made her the VP of labeling. <laughs> to give her a little job with the company because it was it was just constant constant every day every day we released the e-store because it, we couldn't keep up with the orders going through our dm the text messages so we had to kind of hurry up and get a website built and put out there um yeah and we learned a lot you know it was not all sunshine and rainbows and glitter there were some hiccups along the way there were some missteps along the way but the great thing about our loyal customer base is they give us so much grace they know that we are kind of learning as we go um i think i shared with you all last time that this was not a planned business 
this was something we were just doing for friends and family and really for myself to for healing and it just turned into something so I was just excited to see how people really enjoyed the products and felt like they were essential to their lives during the pandemic and I'll just say that the whole process was um should be and I feel is very empowering personally because now you do have a chance to really see what works and what doesn't work for you. Um, and by having us give you um, information and places you can go and, and empowering you to do your research, I feel in general, our customers are becoming healthier. And for us, wellness is really important. So I, I'm really super proud of us for being able to be people who are change makers now you know now we get a lot of businesses coming to us asking how did you make it what did you do and um one of the biggest things is Tamika always says see the big picture so before you launch an idea you know kind of visualize it from start to finish so you can think of all the hiccups and so I feel like even before the pandemic started we were already um putting ourselves in a position for this to happen. Um, so I'm super proud of us. <laughs> and I will add to piggyback off of what she was saying. Not only were we able to still reach our customer, you know, and provide what they needed, it also gave us an opportunity to walk it how we talk it when it comes to truly supporting the small business community. You know, a lot of my friends and, and I'm, I'm very involved in with entrepreneurs in DC, you know, we all try to get together sometimes and do these mastermind groups. And I saw a lot of them struggling because they didn't have delivery. So I just put it out there. If you're a small business and you're, you need to, you never had delivery and you need to get these orders out because people can't, can no longer come to you, hit me up. We'll work it out. Because my thing was we already invested in the software and it's not cheap. You know, you ladies have experienced the reset to go and you, how you get your tracking and all that. Like, that's not cheap. So why have all these businesses trying to invest in this software and build these fleets when we already had cars, we already had drivers, and we could offer that to them? So it was a blessing um, to be able to do that. And for our friends that were getting laid off, I was able to hire and pay, which to this day makes me teary-eyed that during that time when people mm. were losing their jobs, we were able to offer them employment and they were able to keep their lights on and feed their kids. And, you know, because a lot of us, this is what we do 24 seven. We don't have nine to five jobs. So I was, we were really blessed to be able to offer our help to our small business community in DC. Oh, you're such a blessing to them, though, that your whole just being able to offer that. I, I can understand why that can bring tears to your eyes. That's like, you know, the definition of, you know, a lot of people think about giving back in the sense of just um, shelling out money, but money. also being able to provide opportunities to make income is yeah. a big part of that, too. Wow. Yeah. What a blessing. It, it was definitely um, probably, I think it's a goal of every entrepreneur to be able to employ people, you know, like it's cool to be a business owner and have your thing going, but 
I don't want to be the only one that's eating. You know, I want my people to eat too. So I'm not going to hoard the opportunities. I'm not going to, you know, be like, oh, we got this delivery service and we're going to let them fail. No, why would I do? Even if their business was more popping than ours, you know, it's like, girl, you need us to help you deliver. We got you. You need them plates to get out. We got you. You need to get them cupcakes delivered. We got you. You know what I mean? It was never even for if they couldn't afford like to me, you know, we took a hit, but I really need it. Come on. What you need? You know, because we were put in a position during the pandemic to come out truly unscathed. So I know it, I can only imagine for those that did have to shut down, how that feels. Because you, as an entrepreneur, you pour your life. It is your passion. It is, it is what you eat, drink, breathe. You know, there's nothing else. From the time I wake up in the morning to the time I go to bed, even in the fun moments, like yesterday for my birthday, I'm sitting there processing invoices because I know we're closing while we travel. So people are like, oh, let me get my orders in. So my husband, he's like, you can't take a break. And I'm like, uh, I'm still enjoying myself, but let me knock these out real quick, you know, so they can get this stuff out the way. So it was definitely a blessing to be able to provide those services. Well, they say when you work, um, when you're doing something that you love, you never work a day in your life. And that's commendable um, yeah. that even on your birthday, you're like, oh, my <laughs> business needs to be tight. You know? <laughs> Listen, so that's, that's something that we really appreciate. And I think, you know, Black people get it way harder, especially when it comes to businesses. Like they always try to find a reason why, like we're not doing something right. And we honestly, we, we say it to our, we talk bad about our people ourselves. So like this is like a show and improvement of what it really takes to be a entrepreneur and someone that looks out for other people as well. And y'all didn't even give y'all kudos for all that y'all been doing in a social media game from I married my wee man to clubhouse. <laughs> Let me talk about all these little yeah. stuff that y'all been doing and these magazine girl, take a moment and take it's that been, in. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been a wild ride. I'll, I'll say that. Um, so we, man, that is a true story. Just let's just put that out there. Um, and it was not, any, I, I, I've been telling people I've never in a million years thought of monetizing my love story ever. Like that was not the goal. I thought it would be cute to write a little ebook you know, to have it for Reset, to kind of just tell tell the backstory of how Reset came about. But then I was on Clubhouse, minding my business, chilling, <laughs> listening to the speakers in the room. And one of the speakers, I guess he happened to see it in my bio. Um, and it was down. It wasn't even like at the top. It was It was down in the bio. And he asked me to come up and talk about it. Like, what is, what is I married my weed man? So when I told everybody, you know, it's just my love story, how I met my husband, you know, how I got into cannabis and our journey in from going from legacy to legal and the club room exploded. Like it, like they were like, what? A ebook? No, I see a lifetime movie. I see a YouTube series. You better write a book. Like everybody. It was crazy, you know, PR, like people that I was trying to get on their line before, now they on our line because they want the story, you know? And 
I, I just, I, I'm speechless, right? Because I never saw that happening with I Married My Weed Man. So now we are trying to figure out what that is going to look like moving forward. So for now, we've been hosting these club club rooms on Clubhouse every Wednesday. We just do different topics surrounding cannabis. Um, and I think one of our most popular was, of course, parenting and cannabis. That's always, it's a huge topic, but it's also our most controversial topic because, you know, you have your yays and your nays. Um, so we always tell people, we share our personal experience so that you can make an informed decision for your family. What works for my family might not work for your family, but I'm in the industry, you know? So I talked to my daughter, she's about to be nine, but I talked to her about what CBD is, what cannabis is. I te we teach her the proper terms because she's growing up, you know, we can't be naive to the fact that these kids talk about everything way sooner than we were talking about it. And I want her to be able to be like, no, it's not marijuana, it's cannabis. You know, I don't, I want her to be, be that girl, you know? So, you know, I also consumed when I was pregnant. None of the medical, I was sick the entire time with my daughter in round about month seven, I remember my husband's cousin called him and she was like, why are you making yourself suffer? And I'm like, no, you can't smoke weed when you're pregnant. That's, my baby's gonna, I tapped that thing three times, no more nausea. So I literally made myself suffer all those months. And my daughter came out just fine. You know, of course I wasn't smoking, smoking all day and all, you know, recreationally, but mm -hmm. for that not, it was my, I had, um, what is it? Hi, what is it? Hyper me something when you just I can't stop growing up. And they say after, days. yes, they say after the first trimester, it's supposed to go away, but mine didn't. And I mean, I hospitalized either. type of comedy. It was so bad. I couldn't eat. So I was losing weight instead of gaining and cannabis changed all of that for me. So when I share that, of course, some people are like, oh my God, I can't believe you did that. And then some people are like, yes, because I suffer with the same thing. Tell me what you did. I mean, I can't take it. Word. it I'm sorry. Wait, Meeks, uh, this is, uh, this is mind blowing. Like this is yes. earth shattering right now. Like I, I actually know someone, I won't expose who they are, but I have a, a relative whose girlfriend did that while she was pregnant. And um, it was, unheard of because it was years ago it was like last right, decade right. and she would do that and then she would also like when she was nursing she smoked and she was like the baby's just fine and and to her point that kid is just fine and I'm sure she's done it with you know whoever whatever other children she's had so that is really insightful so it wasn't even just was it with the thc well you said you yes. smoked you actually smoked it yes. wasn't um so the thc is the best thing for nausea mm -hmm. so that's why they give it to cancer um marinol you know they give it to cancer patients and stuff to help control because they had me on like zofran like all these anti-vomit you know nausea medications yeah, and none of the same thing too but it wasn't as severe but I was like that all the way until I got on the table, throwing up the whole time. 
the whole time. Okay. And like start to a so couple puffs, and only in the evening. Right. I only, it's it would good. last me through the whole next day, you know? And when I was, mm-hmm. and my daughter, it, like I said, she's nine. She will, she'll be nine in July. She's in the third grade, but she reads and does math on a fifth and sixth grade level. My See? son, I didn't, I wasn't really sick with him. So I didn't consume, but because it was nothing happened with my daughter from time to time, if I did kind of feel a little, then I would. And I definitely I know on all transparency, I nursed my son for two full years exclusively because he would not take a bottle. So I smoked because that yeah. was hard. That was probably one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life because mm-hmm. I would pump and he would, he would stick, not even take the breast milk out of the bottle. So I couldn't do anything. I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't leave him with anybody because he would just scream and they would be like, oh, he'll just cry. No. He would cry for hours and hours and hours until they were hunting me down. So I just had to stop leaving him. So for two whole years, you know, he would only drink my milk fresh off the tap. So I needed that to stay sane because I was losing it. I imagine. And I think, you know, that conversation is one of those conversations that like- Uh, What'd you say, Cece? (laughs) Nothing. I said- Say it, girl, say it. No, I'm not. I'm not. not gonna put my out there. No, I was just saying, like that is one of those untapped conversations. I have a friend just as well as um Anna does too, that had a similar story as well. And I thought it was wild too when she first told me, "Yeah, my doctor said it was okay." I was like, "Really? Like, really? It's okay?" And like your uh, daughter, her son is fine. He's like really extra smart. <laughs> So like, it's, it's one of those things that, you know. There is, I'm not, I'm not, don't quote me on this. I, I didn't look it up because I didn't realize we would be this far in this topic. But I do believe that there is a recent study that um, was put out saying that cannabis is not harmful for during pregnancy so oh, i will get more some... information on that and send it to you ladies yeah you that is some groundbreaking it. information sis okay like man cbd boy cannabis period and motherhood is a whole other conversation that we are definitely gonna put a pin in hello this the man we was just talking about right right <laughs> I'm going to skip over the next question because we kind of already kind of touched on it a little bit. So my next question is, you know, Reset is definitely not a monolith uh, when it comes to the cannabis consulting company. And you guys kind of focus on the overall wellness of the human being. And I just want to know what it was like collaborating with health coaches and the different mental health professionals that you guys have added on to your team. Um, I think it was pretty amazing because we started from the inside out. You know, um, because we really are on this mission to practice what we preach and let our testimony really be as transparent as we can be. So when we shout out to Britt, wherever she is in this podcast land, um, you know, she definitely came in and helped us realize what it looks like to be well individually because it's our one of our models with reset is live well your way 
So that kind of takes the pressure off of trying to do this, trying to do life like you. So I just feel like now that we all have reached a lot of milestones, we can now turn it outward and really start sharing our stories like all of, like we just shared. And then, you know, just really taking the time to be in a place of transparency. And then when people ask us why we are so bold, we can give them tools and say, hey, it's not just about cannabis. It's also about wellness. What are you doing to couple that together? So, yeah. And for me, it was personal. Um, Last year was a rough year and not just because of the pandemic, but just, I had a lot going on. Um, I had just, you know, my son was still a baby dealing with all of that. Um, I was in the process of relocating my mom and reconnecting with her after 33 years. Um, my husband and I owned the cannabis company together. So that in itself is a lot. And there's um, no way you can go through all that by yourself. So I started with therapy, right? I, I put myself in therapy. I was like, okay, Tamika, you know, you have this whole wellness company. And I started feeling kind of like a fraud. Like, I know I wasn't well, you know, but I'm still pushing myself and I'm not sleeping and I'm not eating right. And I'm doing, because I'm trying to be like the perfect entrepreneur and I want, you know, the perfect company and perfect operations. And I'm like losing my mind in meetings and like yelling at my team and just, just way out of character. See this, this is why I got to it was just um it became a lot and I felt like before I allow this to break me let me use the tools that I know can help me so like I said one was therapy and then one was hype life coaching and Brittany it was literally a butt dial on Instagram and I was like well maybe she's calling about some products I met her at you all's um excuse me for one second (laughs) okay um so yeah so Brittany butt dialed me on Instagram and that turned into a three-hour conversation Never heard, never talked to Brittany outside of when I met her at you all's anniversary, when you did the live recording mm-hmm. and they came over to the table and we talked, you know, we just discussed the products and discussed the brand outside of that. I didn't know that girl, you know, but when we spoke and she told me what she was going into, I asked her, I was like, well, do you have clients yet? And she was like, no, not yet. And I said, oh, sign my whole team up because we need this. And there we and were started working with Brittany in August and it was just I paid it was just supposed to be 30 days of life coaching and wellness coaching and we were going to do you know virtual workouts to get ready for this photo shoot we were about to do as a team well it was so impactful for me Cece and my husband that we to this day are still her coaching clients because I need it 
outside of therapy, Brittany adds a level because she's unorthodox. I need unorthodox in my life. Yeah. I don't want to do things the way society deems proper. You know, I need to be able to heal the way that I need to heal and not just from what the therapist and the psychiatrist and all these people are telling me. And working with Brittany it has been life-changing for me. Um, and then I discovered Destiny Reachers, um, which is a new ministry here in DC. They just, we just celebrated our one year anniversary with them. They literally held one service last year and then the pandemic, they got shut down and had to go, you know, they're in a new city, a new state, don't really have a congregation yet. You know, they were just building and then it shut down. Well, it, the pastor is a friend of CeCe's and she invited me and I said, you know what? It's online. Why not? Never thought. And I was on my, you know, due to some church hurt. I was like, you know, I'm spiritual. I love God, but I don't go to church and I don't do the organized religion and, you know, all of that. But Pastor Quentin was just so amazing. And I, and from home, I felt like I was sitting in church. So that intrigued me. So every Sunday I kept going and he started Bible study, started going to Bible study. Then they had the women's ministry, Daughters of Destiny, started going and being involved in that. And now I'm his senior project manager, <laughs> you know, yeah. helping him really lay and build the foundation for the church. So between God, you know, wellness coaching with Brittany and therapy, my life, I'm a different person than the person y'all interviewed in 2019. Oh, I love that. I love a redemption story. I love that. Um, so speaking of a redemption story, cannabis is being legalized recreationally in more and more states across the country. Like I just saw that it was legalized recreationally, I think in New York, and I know it was New Jersey as well before that. And so what does that mean? For your business I know I, well I don't even know if you guys have um I don't want to say y'all have clients outside and y'all don't but um you know both of you and Steve, what do y'all think about that for your business I so I have I have a love-hate relationship with legalization and that's because reset is heavy into cannabis activism right social equity social justice give us a fair share so although i get excited and i'm happy that these states are legalizing sometimes the social equity and the social justice is an afterthought so i do love you know for what new york is done they have um i think after our meeting i think they have one of the most robust social equity programs and where they really sat and thought about it and worked with the people who have, you know, boots on ground and that really know what's going on in the community at the table. Yeah, I saw something like they they had a whole breakdown on like how much you can carry, how much you can grow in your home, how much um, can, when they're going to start um, having stores available, dispensaries, yeah. I think they're also going to do lounges, which will be a first um, outside California. Nobody else has cannabis lounges. Um, We're hoping DC does that with their adult program, but 
you know, that's neither here nor there yet. Um, so for me, although we definitely want federal legalization, more importantly, we want it to be decriminalized. You know, you have people making millions and millions oh, of dollars and our brothers and sisters are still locked up for nonviolent cannabis possession. And you that know? was the thing I saw for New York. I saw that they were supposed to, do you know any more about that? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know a lot because it's so much to keep up with just for DC. I was just like, that's New York. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like y'all did that because I do have friends um, that were a part of that movement up there. So I was able to kind of keep up a little bit, but what they're trying to make sure, what New York is making known is that the cannabis sales are going to be reinvested into the communities that were most affected by the war on drugs, with, by the stop and frisk, by like, they knew what they were doing you know, mm-hmm. all of that. And they knew what community it was going to affect. So New York is definitely getting it right. Still not 100%. We right. don't think any, any of it. I heard they were expunging records. So expungement, if it's nonviolent, petty mm-hmm. cannabis crimes, of course, you know, there are some people that it just is what it is, you know, and and I still feel like that's unfair because yeah, because that's they don't make money off of it. But right. what it is. Yeah. you know, it, it's so it's definitely a fight. So I always encourage people to really get involved in your local um, organizations. You know, like here in DC, we have Marijuana Matters, um, and they're doing great things in the social equity space because it's not just about the money right you how can you even get to the money if you can't even get a seat in the c-suite why do we have to come in as the bud tenders and you know that those entry-level positions when we're making so much making the licenses and all that so expensive expensive and nobody none of us try and they look into your past they're trying to figure out where the so they definitely knew what they were doing by making things so expensive. The access is cut off. Yeah, because we don't, I would definitely say the the barriers for entry into the industry are ridiculous. You know, hundreds of thousands, even for us, we still can't get a license. And DC just announced like they are opening up for cultivation licensing, which is the license that I really, really want to get because if you, without the weed, there is no industry, right? So I really wanna learn how to grow and cultivate my own cannabis. Um, but DC is opening up like, so everybody's hitting us up. Like, are y'all going to apply? And I'm like, yes, I want to, but who has $250,000 just laying around? And if you apply and you're denied, you don't don't get any of that money back. So I'm like, what do you do with that money? Or they require so much, like you already got to have a space lease, a sign, you know, it's, there's so many things that you have to do to even become a player in the game. So figuring out the back door is what we had to do so that we could still operate legally and 
not continue to get shut down every other week. You Girl, know? all that makes me want to smoke a J. Listen, <laughs> listen. <Okay>. Nobody. <laughs> this is what I tell people all the time. We are taking a gamble. And that is why I appreciate the CCs of the world that see my vision, that believe in the vision, and that ultimately understand that this is a 50-50 situation. We shooting craps. It can go federal. It cannot go. We cannot predict the future. And as much work as we're all doing and, you know, all these nonprofits mm-hmm. and all these people are doing to try to really get federal legalization, all over the country, really. it is, we don't know. So we could be doing all of this in vain. So figuring out the ancillary side of cannabis has been huge for us. So that's where the consulting comes in. That's where the private events come in. The non-plant touching side of cannabis is what I had to figure out how to incorporate into the business. So just in case it doesn't go federally legal, we still have a solid cannabis business in place. And we don't really hurt too much because CBD is already legal. We'll always be able, but we want to get into THC heavy. Like I, I want to be able to sell all the things and and sell them legally, just like these others are doing. Okay. (laughs) And speaking of THC and, you know, CBD, you know, cannabis has so many beneficial uses um, one of them bringing the elevation of your sexual experience. Uh, yes. So we we trying to get the Tisa. So from your personal experiences, both you and Cece, we want to know what are the go-to products for the big O if you are, you know, interested in the camp. Yeah, so it's funny <laughs> that y'all asked us this because I just got into those types of products not making them not providing them but I was interested because I we started getting a lot of requests like hey do y'all make CBD lube I hear it's the bomb and and I was just like oh I want to but I just them areas are so sensitive I was like I'm not gonna mess with it but clubhouse we hosted a sex kink and cannabis room where we talked about I mean, every, everything, sex and cannabis. And I met Shawnee. She's here in DC. Um, her and her husband own the own, the only black owned sex toy stores. And she wanted to do something outside of her husband. Right. So they have these stores, but she launched a CBD brand called the Noir Leaf. Yeah. Look, this is why you know this is how you know it's good when it's on your dresser. <laughs> look, look, let me be so, what's that? so that's the so, so what I what I've personally tried from her line is that that Cece is holding up the massage and body oil. And then she also has these arousal drops. Oh, you got those? It's called Spark. And let me tell you. So the way it, cause I was talking to her because I was like, I want to get this right when they ask me about this because I'm so loving the product. So it's basically 
um, the CBD oil that's in that product, it helps you become more aroused because it brings more blood flow to your clitoris. So it makes you a little extra sensitive down there. You are speaking oh. my language right now. <laughs> yeah, because oh, I almost dropped it. Yeah, show it again. Show it again. It makes yeah. You got to do the YouTube hands. Do the YouTube hands. Yes. Yeah. So it's the spark um, arousal drops. And, and then it, I also it's like a blend, you know, with her. Oh, they also have the lube. Um, I haven't tried my lube yet, but I have tried the drops and the massage oil. And... It's a winner, winner chicken dinner. <laughs> it is a winner. That's all. Get you some. It, it, it is amazing. It really is. Yeah. Um, like to the point where I'm kind of like, oh, like, stop. Yeah. So I've been loving it, you know, and then just so she also has these pre-rolls the cbd the cbd so there's like a special herbal blend that she puts together but then also adds the cbd flower to it and she encourages you to smoke one of those first with your partner use the products of course visit her store get you some toys which me and Cece, we then went. She then gave us a whole tour of her store. It is amazing. She has oh, yeah. a it's called Hearts Desire H A R T, and they it's in. Hold on, wait. Is this the one in District Heights off of um yes. Hill, Hill Road? Yes. Yes. Me and Kel about to take a trip. I, I was gonna say actually. Take a trip. Yes, yes, I'm planning a small group trip there so I will let you ladies know because a lot of people are like once we had that club room they're like oh we want to go let's go can take me there mm -hmm. um we went there after we met with her and she gave us a tour of the store you know I made a couple purchases mm -hmm. um, and I have been enjoying like I honestly due to the wellness journey that we were speaking about um I just turned 41 yesterday you know, and what I've been doing in therapy is just really learning myself again and being my authentic self. And I asked my husband, I said, when did we get so boring in the bedroom? Like we used to be this, <laughs> embarrassed to look at each other the next day. And now it's like, so I had to tell him, I was like, it's boring. And you know, that really, to look at each other. Know. That is real. That is real. No, that is so true. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I was like, I want to get back to that. Like, just because we're getting older and we have kids and all, like, no. And it has been phenomenal. Like, it's, I've had to slow walk him because I'm ready to like jump all in. Like, give me all the toys. Give me the bond and give me the, we learning about BDSM. I'm like, yes, tie me up. Well, no, not tie me up because I, I don't like. I'm, I'm too much of a control freak for the tying up, but you know, get the feathers, get the paddle, do let's do all the things. You can tie him up. You can tie him up. Yeah, I don't know why yeah. to tie it up, but you can tie him up. Yeah. So doing I all those on the bed, and when he pulled back the sheets, he's like, "What is all this?" <laughs> hey yo, I'm you like, "Oh, just enjoy. Just wait. Just wait. I'm coming." Yeah. I've definitely enjoyed um, 
incorporating cannabis into the bedroom how she told us to you know that and that's what I've done with my cannabis use I've become very intentional I'm not just smoking just to be smoking like I used to you know I'm paying attention to the strains to the terpene profiles like everything that the plant has to offer because each part of it is medicinal Mm -hmm. so when you're intentional with your cannabis use it, it can, it just enhances your life. You know, it really, that's why I said, live well your way. Yeah, and I'm my thing is, I like having a healthy yeah. sex life. You know, yeah. that's wellness. I need to be well in that way. So I have really enjoyed like us rediscovering those things and using these products to do them, to do so. Really, really, really enjoying it. <laughs> and you know, he, he, my husband is not a everyday. He's definitely a social thing, but even now I feel like he is becoming more intentional with what he, he uses it for too. And so, um, you know, definitely appreciating that and, and even um, using our pain cream sometimes before you indulge, it, it, your body is already in a relaxed state. So I appreciate that. And um, yes, cannabis and Sexual pleasure is amazing. <laughs> well, let me tell y'all something. Y'all ready to go? I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> All right, girl. I'm ready for that for that trip. You know, I may come looking like this, but I am in there. Okay. <laughs> Listen, we had so much fun with her that day. Just learn. That's how you roll it in. This is exactly how I'm coming in there, okay? Because I don't need no business. Yep. Mm -hmm. But they go, but you know, it, that sounds like a move. But <laughs> I'm gonna skip the 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 next question. I'll leave that question for last, Kel. I'm gonna go to the question you had, the other question you had, Kel, which is, it's getting hot outside, mm -hmm. and everyone, because this is related to since we talking about this. <laughs> And everyone, you know, we all, we're all in relationships here, are married here, but you know, we got our friends that are the hoes, H-E-A-U-X-S, which, you know, that means, you know, lovingly calling the hoes for the streets. And uh, we all have had our hoes stage at one point in our life. Give our hoes a message. But listen, you wish you knew back when you was in your hoe phase. But you could still be a hoe with your husband. I'm just saying. Facts. Yeah. No phase. I've been with my husband for so long. I didn't get to be have a phase. Like I was with him with my phases. You know what I mean? But and I can't confirm or deny because my husband listens to Triple P. So <laughs> I was pure. But I'm actually sir. Um, I was really trying to think about what would I give. <sighs> oh, okay. Because I was thinking about that hard too. Part of it is I think that's important what you just said. Hey girl, don't, 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 don't. Don't worry about it. I you know don't what completely live and do you. I was just about to say, that's why me and her are best friends. Because I was literally about to say, you know what? Do you. 
Be your authentic self. So if that means you want to go out here and screw the, the whole Washington football team, do it. And don't worry about what people say, because listen, part of me needing to go on this wellness journey was trying to conform to what everybody else wanted. Everybody. I forgot who Tamika was. Who are they? It was so horrible. It was horrible. Well, I legit lost my mind but now these past few months I would say probably really I so I started in September really in November saying you know what I'm not sweeping nothing else under the carpet to make people comfortable I'm not you know switching up how I talk because I'm from DC south side we talk Ebonics. I'm sorry. That's just me. So I'm tired of, oh, good morning. I ain't doing that. See, I ain't doing that. I'm not. I can't, you know, <laughs> being politically correct, all that stuff. Like I, I had to basically throw all of that in the trash. And right. like I said, and, and bringing it back to the whole sex thing, I had to have that courage as cc calls them courageous conversations with my husband and let him know like i'm bored so what are we finna do because you could get on this train and th this is how i got him y'all i say or we could start discussing an open marriage what you which one you which which Pass, would you like to take? Okay. Right. You gave them options. I had the options. With and, and see, everybody was like, girl, you're crazy. I'm like, no. I'm not. This is what it is. I want to try and do all the things. I want my whole face to come back. How about that? Girl, listen. Okay. Because that's definitely what I'm going to be when we Mexico something. Let me tell you something. Get into it, Cece. Get into it. I done been around the world and I done seen a lot of faces. That's all I got to say is. <laughs> that's why I have to stay inside because outside, I can't go back. I'm I told. You know what? This is what I said to one of my husband's really good friends. I said, if me and Otis, we talk about our different scenarios in life, you know, what would happen if I wasn't here on the earth anymore? What would he do? What would he want me to do? But then I always be like, well, what if we don't work? What is that going to look like? <laughs> and he was like, I said, well, we can, you can live here. We can all live here. Just don't bring anybody here. But I just want you to know that if you hear anything about me in the streets, it's all true. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> all true. Shut up. <laughs> it's all true. All of it. Every bit of it. Come on, let me. Don't let me back outside. I need to stay inside. And I need to stay inside. I, I cannot. Well, ladies, it has been. I thought CC was gonna say, "I'm gonna be everything to the day, to the dawn." We can put up early. Oh, that's what I would say to to anybody who is still out here feeling the need or in their whole phase. 
do you. Don't let these guys convince you that you a gold digger or that you're a hoe. We not. Yeah, she is the go. Take a page out of Lori Harvey's book. Okay. I am here for all of it. I be rooting for shorty. Like, yes, girl. Do all the things. It's Marjorie. All she gonna do is turn into a bunch. Yeah. Exactly. She got it from her mama. And speaking of getting it from mamas, like you guys, what do you guys have baking next for the future? Tell us what's up next. Oh my goodness. So Reset is actually in a rebranding phase. Like I said, you know, I feel like we've definitely carved out a lane in DC. We definitely, you know, know what makes us unique. So I started saying, why am I rushing? Because rushing was making me make some very expensive mistakes. And when I looked around, I was kind of like, we ain't got no competition. So I'm about to take my time Mm -hmm. with my team and we're going to build this thing right. And not saying that it's not right now, but now that we've been doing it for two years and we really know the, the demographic that we're serving and we've really analyzed their spending habits and the thing, you know, all that customer acquisition, all those things, I want to be able to deliver from based on the information that we've gathered. And so I try not to say too much about the rebrand and all of that. I, our clients have definitely, they know that we're doing this and they've definitely, you know, <laughs> all of you all have been so patient with us. I do not have an end date. People are always like, well, when are you going to, I don't know when it's right. That's what I keep saying when it's right. So while we're doing that, um, I can't really give too many details because NDAs and things, but Reset just literally is probably the best birthday gift I could have received. You know, we applied for a program that I really, really wanted to get into and we found out that we got it. Um, I think about four cannabis brands to be a part of this. And I'm talking about everywhere. This is not just for DC. So the fact that we got in, I'm like super excited. It's a 12 month program. And I mean, we're just going to come out of it greater. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm super excited um, about that. And then you all will soon see a, an announcement from Marijuana Matters. So I'm about to give you the exclusive, but um, as of April 1st, I, they reached out to me and I accepted a position as their social equity coordinator. Cause you know, that is really where my passion is. I love, love, love reset. Don't get me wrong. The products, but I am personally affected by the war on drugs. So that has always been my focus, even outside of cannabis, working with the youth in DC and, you know, and mentoring and doing those things has always been a part of my life. So I was just floored that they wanted me, you know what I mean? Like I support them as, you know, business to business when they were doing their fundraisers and things like that. But I was just like me, you know, and I'm super excited. So I started the position April 1st and I'm just, I'm so happy. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just, I'm in, I'm in a space of 
all things cannabis. And I never, who would have thought, who would have thought, you know, to be in a, in a board meeting and they just fire up. Come on, like it don't get no better for somebody like me and my husband, you know? So it, I've just enjoyed um, all of it. I've enjoyed all of it. And with the team, you know, we're rebuilding our team. We definitely see, I have to offload some stuff. I, I keep, I want to hoard everything because I'm just, that's just the controlling side of me. But then Cece comes along and she's like, that's a hard stop. <laughs> she hits me with the, no, ma'am, we're not going to do, because I'm a visionary. So I'm like, you know, when God downloads it in me, I just want to do the work. And she's like, no, we're going to do the work, but we're going to be, we're going to slow walk the work, you know? So we definitely have. All that sounds familiar on this call. Yeah. <laughs> definitely have some great things coming up. Um, we're going on vacation, but when we get back, we're going to start doing, we never made the pivot to virtual events. You know, people were surprised because my background is event management and production, but I felt like everybody was doing it because of the pandemic. And yeah, I was yeah. like, if we do it, I want it to be something different. I don't want to do the sipping, you know, that's the typical things. I haven't really seen anybody do any real out of the box events. So I think what we've come up with, it, it has taken some time, but I think what we've come up with, um, people are going to really enjoy and it's going to give a spin to the mundane, you know, Zoom event. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so I'm really excited to um, come back from vacation and, and make all of these announcements. So tell them what um, social media handles or what website do you want everyone to go on to stay tuned? So on Instagram, we are reset wellness underscore DC. Um, if you want to keep up with the lifestyle brand, I married my weed man. That's exactly what it is on Instagram. I married my weed man. Um, and our e-store is the reset wellness Yes, well, I'm so excited to, I, I, me and Kel are so excited to continue to support you guys. Um, oh, we are lifers. We are life customers of y'all's and, yeah. and we just love you guys and we love seeing your growth and y'all are just good people, really good people. So we, we enjoy supporting you guys and love having you on the podcast at any time. We just can't wait to see all the announcements that you have coming. Yes, and Cece also shares her cannabis journey at Reset with Cece. I forgot about that. So oh, yeah. she's, she's starting to put her personal journey right. and, you know, and her being a can mom and all of that. She's starting to share how cannabis has enhanced her life. Because we want people to know, like, we're not just selling this to y'all. Like, we are really using it and incorporating it into our daily lives. So it's all about wellness, wellness all the way across the board so and i see y'all growing too y'all are doing big yes thank you you know so i appreciate everyone (laughs) (laughs) yes 
Yes. Thank you guys so much for sharing your world, sharing your journey, giving us these great tips and letting all our mamas out there or moms to be to know it's okay, sis. We got you. We got you. And if you feel nervous about it, hit me up. I will talk you through it. And we also have a cannabis nurse on the team for people that do need a deeper dive because we don't, we are not medical professionals. And we also, if, if anybody is struggling with mental health, we also just bought on recently a um therapist so for those that need to go deeper into the mental and and need a little bit more than life coaching which Mm -hmm. is all we can kind of offer she's available to do those so we're going to be doing mental mondays with meeks so it'll be me Brittany, agreed to be a co-host and paulette who is our therapist so we're gonna yeah so mental mondays with meeks and we're gonna run it live on instagram and do a clubhouse room Oh shit. I'm hyped. <laughs> <laughs> that is so dope. Thank you guys so much for coming on here. And we can't wait to see um all that you have coming up. Well, happy 420, everyone. We'll be yes. dropping this on 420. So happy 420. All right. That was such a good interview as usual i think we'd be killing the game with these interviews i'm gonna toot our own horn yes and i cannot wait for that field trip okay (laughs) i want to see why they were laughing check out the youtube video uh because i had my whole incognigris like outfit prepared okay i had my scarf my shades i was ready to go and i i'm ready to go still on that field trip. I have a few people that want to go with us. So <laughs> I'll be letting them know too. It's going to be a whole, you know, have your buddy system type hey, field trip. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're going to go ahead and get into this week's philanthropy highlight. Get up, get out and get something. How will you make it if you never even try? You need to get up, get out and get something. All right, y'all. So this week's philanthropy highlight is none other than Marijuana Matters. We did hear a little bit about Marijuana Matters on the interview, but I will let you guys know about what their vision is. Through advocacy and entrepreneurship and education, Marijuana Matters identifies and eliminates barriers to economic opportunity in regulated cannabis markets for those disadvantaged by marijuana criminalization. Our vision is simple. Repair what's been dismantled, restore what's been destroyed, and reclaim what's been displaced. So if you are interested in being a part of the Marijuana Matters movement, you can check them out at marijuanamatters.org. And we will be posting them in our philanthropy highlight on Sunday. Make sure you like and comment and share the love. I'd like to propose a toast. I said toast, motherfucker. This week's last call is um, a post actually from the Daily Word. You all know that we are spiritual beings um, before anything else. So we'd love to weave that into our conversations as well with y'all each week. So this week's last call goes a little something like this. Um, Release. I release my past and future and embrace my present. How many times have I tried to get started on a new endeavor only to shrink from it, feeling hesitant, remembering past mistakes, 
or feeling fearful about whether I have the ability or talent to complete it successfully. I rob myself of power and agency when I dwell in the past or future. With gratitude, I release the past, taking it from lesson, taking from it lessons I've learned and memories I want to treasure. With acceptance, I release the future, doing what I can to ensure my success, and then letting go of concern about whether my efforts are enough. Releasing the past and future keeps my attention focused on the present moment. Mm-mm-mm. Let me say that again, because I'm a touch on that. Releasing the past and the future keeps my attention focused on the present moment. This is where I am most aware of my divine nature, where I most fully feel the presence of God. And the matching scripture with that is, so if anyone is in Christ, there's a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. Second Corinthians 5.17. And I had a talk with God this week about releasing. So it's funny because I read that that morning and I didn't even realize how much it stayed with me because later I was saying that I was, I didn't use the word release, but I was talking about giving these things that I want so badly to God, releasing them to him to take care of. And I remember the last time I did that, I met Dennis. It wasn't right away, but it was, you know, a couple months later within that same year, what I really wanted finally made its way to me when I finally released it. I think it was like, December or January of that December of the year before January of that year. And then I met Dennis in August. So yeah, that was a long time to be kind of solo celibate (laughs) and, you know, dealing with little idiots here and there, but like, just being like, you know what, God, I'm just going to leave it to you. Cause if, if I'm not meant to have a husband and I'm just supposed to live with cats, you know, it is what it is. But you know, I, you know, my heart's desires, Lord, and I, I know you're going to bless me with it. So I'm going to release it to you and stop trying to control it. I've been full disclosure, trying to control having a kid. So that is one of the things that I have released to the Lord. I'm like, all right, God, I'm going to give this to you because I know that it's coming. and know that I will have all of what I want out of that situation, But (laughs) I know I'll have the two kids that I imagine in my head, maybe more, but um, I guess I have to have patience. And I'm not someone that likes to ask God to teach me about patience because he going to teach you. He going to teach you. Okay. Exactly. But I do realize that sometimes you also have to, another um, pastor that I follow, Pastor Ron Comforter has been preaching this lately in his little series um, recognizing what season you're in. And I recognize that I may be in a season of patience, but I'm also in a season of preparation. And so these things, these strong desires that I have and wants that I have, I I felt like I had, because it's more than just what I mentioned, but I'll t- spare y'all. <laughs> um, all these desires and, and things that I want out of life, I want them on now. And, um, you know, although I think that could be realistic, I believe that I'm in a season of preparation and a slight bit of patience because I'm impatient. And so, um, 
that's what I wanted to share with y'all. Sometimes you really have to release the the past and the future to God and um, operate in the present, operate in the season that you're in so that you can prepare yourself for the next season. You need to operate in the season that you're in because if you're in a season of waiting and you jump the gun, it may not work out. If you're in the season of action and you wasn't prepared, you ain't really going to be able to take the action. So I'm realizing that although I don't want to be in a season of preparation, I definitely, I realize I am in a lot of aspects of my life, personal, financial, uh, career-wise, everything. Yeah, I'm right there with you, sis. <laughs> you are not alone. You are not alone. alone. Right. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners are in that same season, too. So I think that that was definitely a word for the books. I think that, um, and to let you know, seasons doesn't mean literal season, like in a sense of, oh, it'll just be the summertime. Seasons can be years. Mm-hmm. Seasons mm-hmm. can be days. Seasons can be months. You just never know. So you will have to appreciate this moment and take the time to um, take in everything that comes with being in a season of preparation. It's not all bad. It's not what you want. It's not ideal, but it's what you need. And there's a lot of lessons in that of things that you would have missed if you were to jump the gun. You could have a much better outcome. So do you want popcorn or do you want king crab legs? <laughs> I want them king crab legs. Okay. King crab. So you, you know, let let us let that thing marinate. It'll come when it's ready. Right now, you about to pay marketplace. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. Well, that is this week's episode, guys. We hope you enjoyed. Um, We definitely told y'all, we warned y'all that the next episode wasn't going to be an hour. Whole interview was a whole hour. (laughs) But we hope you enjoyed it. It was a lot that we just, we just couldn't cut all that out. It was just Mm -hmm. too good. So Mm -hmm. we hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, Make sure that you follow us on Cognac Cupcakes and Conversations on Instagram youtube and facebook and ccc vibes on twitter make sure you like share and subscribe to all of our uh, channels make sure you you know share with your friends your good good girlfriends and people that you hate because you never know maybe they listening to us will make them you know be more palatable for you yes 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 indeed and with that said you guys we'll see y'all or talk to y'all next week Peace out. Bye. It's a vibe.